the IZ Robot Stuck at Home Show. If you're looking for me, I gotta quit doing that. It's just like so ingrained in there. Hey, this is me. This is your dude, IZ Robots. We're back for another super exciting episode of the Stuck at Home Show. That's the one where we're gonna take those sad moods. We're gonna turn them into glad moods because we're all... We're all trapped indoors. We're all trapped from the things that we love, but it's all fine. We're going to try to stay positive. We're going to try to stay uh, as happy as we can. I'm catching Pokemon right now as we speak. Man, I got to tell you, I'm hooked on this silly game. I play all the time now. It's like all that I do. Not really, because I also, I eat, I sleep, I walk around, I do stuff. I I, I play with my dog. I play with um Orange Boy, but like, I do this like crazy, man. I don't even know, but it's fine. It's a good, uh good way to pass the time when there's not when there's not a whole lot going on i've been on this really great streak lately there's like this in-game function where you can like battle against other uh other people out there like real actual factual people like real dudes and it's fun like they they match you up against a random opponent of uh similar skills and i've been doing great in these recent leagues they set them up in leagues and blah, blah 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 you don't need to know any of that you don't need to know any of this you honestly don't need to know anything that I've ever, ever, like, said into a microphone. And I apologize for wasting your time in that way. But I hope, I hope you guys are doing well. I, I'm doing great lately, honestly. It's like how quickly things can turn just with, like, just with, like, a few positive events going in your direction. Life is like, life is like momentum-based, I think. If you, if you can keep the good things going, if you can keep the good vibes going... It can go on for a long time, but if you uh, if you get derailed, it's hard to get back on track with the good vibes. It takes it takes some extraordinary life event, and I have had an extraordinary life event this past few days. I I can't even wait to say it out loud. I found Shipwreck's gun. It's back in my possession. It's hanging on the loop off his pants. I found it. I am so happy. It's been. It's been driving me crazy. I haven't even explained to you guys how bad I've been feeling about this because I paid like $25 for the gun with shipping. There was like shipping on top of that. It was so expensive, but I'm just like, you know, you don't do that very often. So just just splurge, you know, just do something nice for yourself. Do something for Icy Robot. So I bought the gun and then like I didn't even have it for very long and I lost it, and I couldn't figure out where it was. I had been tearing the place up. I had been going crazy. I was like, I was really sad about this. I was really bummed out. I felt like a complete dullard, like a dumb dumb. But I found it, and let me tell you the case in which I found it. It doesn't make any sense. I was vacuuming up the living room. All right, I'm hitting up the vacuum. I try to vacuum, like, every single day. I hate, like, fur and hair, and I just, I... I think that, like, this is the minimum you can do every day to keep your place looking nice, and it does. It helps your place look sharp. We have... We have wood floors, so things really do kind of show up. But it's easy just you know zip them up in the in the vacuum. But I I was like, I was checking out the canister, and it said it was like near near the top, near the maximum level. So I said, eh, I'm gonna take this out and dump it in the garbage can. It's garbage day. I can just get rid of all this at once. I can drop it in there, walk the can out. Two birds with one stone, right? So I I take the thing out there with me, and I'm getting ready to pour it. And I'm getting ready to pour it, and I go, you know. You should just take a look in there really quick and see if that gun's in there. But I go, you don't have to do that, dude. You don't have to because you haven't vacuumed up the office. I knew that. I knew that the gun was in the office. I knew it was in there. So I've purposely not vacuumed in here just so I wouldn't suck it up into the tube and lose it. I thought that'll be my last ditch effort. If I can't find it anywhere, I'll empty the canister and I will thoroughly vacuum every single nook and cranny of this entire room 
in hopes that it winds up in that canister. But at any rate, I'm like, don't look in there. It's a waste of time. It's gross. You don't have to. And I said, you know what, dude? What do you got to lose? So I stuck my hand in there all the way to the bottom and I flipped it over and I brought the bottom all the way to the top. There it was. There was Shipwreck's gun. I couldn't believe it. I was so happy. It was like the greatest, the greatest news that's happened to me in weeks. I'm not even kidding. I found it. It's back together. It's just like, all it takes is like one thing like that to go your favor. And next thing you know, everything's coming up roses. And check this out. I was in the garage. I was in the garage and I dropped something. And I'm like, I might as well just get it right now. So I got down on my hands and knees and I had to move a bunch of stuff to get this thing. It was like, it was like a little bolt that I was using. This will all come later in the show, but I had this little bolt and I dropped it. So I I got down on my hands and knees and I looked around behind this thing and I looked around behind this stuff. And I found this Escape from New York reaction figure that I had been looking for forever. I have no idea how it fell back there. I have no idea what it was doing out there, but I have it right here in my hand, and I can see that, like, over time, over the time it's been down in there, the bubble has started to come up. So I think I'm gonna open it. I think I'm gonna open it up right here. This is Snake Plissken, the snake in the black shirt without the jacket with the camo pants. Let's, um, I wanna try to do this smoothly. Let's get the Arthur Fonzarelli brand switchblade, switch, and then let's kind of wiggle it in under here in hopes that it'll come off, like, smoothly, because the card's nice. It's a nice card, and I, I would like to keep it if I can, and as the best shape that I can. I got it inside there. Come on, Blade. Slice the way that I know you can. Slice through here with the speed and accuracy you're capable of. Let me get my finger. I got it. Oh, I got it. I lifted it off pretty smooth. I think that if I actually wanted to glue this back on here, I could do so, and you wouldn't even be able to tell, but I got... I got Snake out. I used to crazily be into reaction figures back in the days of Toys R Us, which is something I still I still don't like to talk to talk about. But when I would go to Toys R Us and see them on the shelves, I would always be able to get suckered into one of these. Because they're only like $7.99 and they're pretty fun. But now that like I don't see them in, in like Target or Walmart or whatever, you just see them at Barnes and Nobles. You used to anyway, but I don't see them as much as I used to. So I don't buy them because they're not the kind of thing I like well enough to like like to order. But I do I do think they're fantastic. Just like the idea of all these wacky properties getting turned into action figures after all these years in like a Star Wars style. I love it. I think it's great. Escape from New York is one of my favorite movies that's ever existed. I mean it. I love this movie. I have a poster in the living room. I bought a movie poster. I spent way more than I wanted to spend on this poster, but it's in great shape. I, I'm a bit of a spendthrift. I will spend, but I don't like to go for like exorbitant things. But this poster was like exorbitant. I got sucked into an auction and it was just like I had to have it and I got it. I have it framed. It brings me endless joy. Right now it is in the kitchen and in the living room. I have like four movie posters up right now. Let me see what they are. I got Flash Gordon and Escape from New York are in the living room. And in the hallway, I have Lost in Translation that I got from my brother. I have Chasing Amy, a nice Chasing Amy that's signed by Kevin Smith. And then over over on the other side, what is over there? I'm trying to remember what it is in my head and I don't want to, uh, I don't want to have to look it up. It's uh, Outland. Outland with Sean Connery. I haven't switched these up 
in a while. I was I was switching them up for a while, but I haven't. I got like I got so many movie posters in the garage. I love movie posters. I just bought one the other day. I'll talk about it when it gets here. There's a funny little story involving Vic Sage and his uh, arcade podcast in there. It led me to buy a poster. If you listen to a Diary of an Arcade employee, I'm sure you can figure out what it was, what movie based Atari game has he talked about recently. Arcade slash Atari game. I think my dude Earl Green was on the show. Actually, factually talking about the Atari game. Vic was talking about the arcade game. But anyway, I got that poster coming, but I have, I got like break-in. I got like so many cool ones in the garage. Whenever I see them at the flea market, I pick them up. I'm a mark for these things. And I don't have like, I don't have enough space for all of them. So they're all in tubes. I got a ton of new ones too. I got a buddy who works for the distributor and he's able to get me posters every once in a while if I if I don't ask too often. He's got me like the Mad Max Fury Road. I have a couple of those. I got the cool one with Furiosa looking out the window. I got all the posters for the new Star Wars movies. I got like, I got a bunch of them. I got some, uh, the Batman Superman posters, which aren't really that great, but I got the, uh, I got the Suicide Squad posters. The character posters are really great. I got a ton of them out there. I got so many. I don't, I don't even know there. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying that I'm, I'm a hoarder. But anyway, I got, uh, I got Snake in my hand right here and he is really great. He looks just like our guy, Kurt Russell, just like Kurt. And he comes with like, he comes with Snake's signature machine pistol with a scope. And he also comes with like a handgun with a scope, like a revolver, like a 357 Magnum, like a Colt, uh, like a Colt Python, like he's Rick Grimes from The Walking Dead. I have both of these. I'm looking at the back of the card. You got Snake version two. That's the one I have right here. And they have Snake version one where he's wearing his uh, leatherette jacket. These are really fun. I wish I could still see these on the shelves because like they come out with these all the time that I want to get and I just don't really have a way to get them because I don't want to order a bunch of stuff online. I'm just like, I am into that, but it's like, I don't, I'm more of an impulse buyer, I guess is what what I'm getting at. If I'm at the store and I see something that looks fun, I will buy it more than I'll actually like plan ahead. And order when I see it on the online. I'm really into the uh, Archie ones they've done recently. They're in the mode of the uh, comic book characters. I would like to get Archie. I'd get Jughead. I'd get Veronica. I'd get Betty. I'd get them all. I think they're all great. All of my... Out of all the Archie characters, Betty is my favorite. Which one do you guys like the most? Are you guys Betty guys? Are you Veronica guys? Or are you gals who like Archie? Are you gals that like Jughead? Are you gals that like Betty? I don't know. Do whatever you like, man. It's a free world. I want everyone to be happy. I want us all to have a good time. Let's let's move forward. I've jibba-jabbed too long. Let's move into the Pandemic Pantry with my gal, the Sausagetarian. The Pandemic Pantry with your host, the Sausagetarian. Hey, kiddos. It's your girl, Sausagetarian. I've been toiling away in the Pandemic Pantry top secret test kitchen. And I've been kind of hungry for some hummus. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about making the best hummus you can. Our dude had requested a how-to, and I told him about that a while ago, and it made me remember how much I love making my own hummus. But i got to fit some time in to do that because I've been doing a lot of things. So I have a, an ice cream brownie cake that the brownie base wasn't working the way the company wanted it to, so they hired me to fix the formula for the brownie base of this ice cream cake, make it softer when it's frozen. So I've been like eating a bunch of that stuff. And I have an assignment for the perfect classic tuna noodle casserole. This is for a, 
a big national website. Yep, so I've been baking a bunch of tuna noodles. When it is bacon in the pandemic pantry first kitchen, I like to have a grazing lunch of something that's totally unlike a bloody berry sandwich or an ice cream brownie cake. And for me, that is hummus. I can eat a whole tub, but I don't want to buy a bunch of tubs of hummus in the grocery store. It's cheaper and not that hard to make it yourself, and it's really quite tasty. Gather your ingredients, and remember, this is all about simplicity and balance. Okay, you want two to three big cloves of garlic, nice fresh garlic. You want two cans of chickpeas or garbanzo beans. It's the same thing. I don't know why it has two different things. You're going to drain one can. You're going to keep the liquid in the other can. You want one lemon, and you're going to cut it in half. You want nice, fresh lemon juice. You can use bottled lemon juice. A real lemon works a lot better. It's just pop with that nice, acidic flavor. You want one dog of zucchini. That is sesame taste. This stuff can go rancid, and it separates into an oily layer and a really hard layer. The jar sits on the shelf for a long time. So if you want to go to a store that has a nice turnover in zucchini, um, you're going to add about one quarter cup of it to your to be, and you're going to need a ton of salt. Morton salt in the familiar blue package or convenient table shakers. When it rains, it pours. Into a very strong blender or a big grown-up food processor. Not one of the little tiny mini ones, right? Like, you will break the motor making your hummus smooth. I've done it before. You're going to put in the garlic, drained and undrained cans of chickpeas. You're going to squeeze the juice of one half of the lemon in there. You're going to put your dog of zucchini in it, about a quarter cup. And you're going to put in a ton of salt. How much salt? I don't know. I just, I just wing it. I, I do it by feel. But you want all of these things to be balanced. So it makes it salty. The lemon makes it acidic. The tahini adds some creaminess and bitterness, and the garlic adds pungent. So to puree that all up, and when you taste it, don't just like stick a spoon in there. I like to stick a, a carrot, baby carrot, or a slice of cucumber in there. You want to taste it on the thing you're going to be feeding it on. Um, could be heated chips, whatever. So taste it on a thing. It'll give you a better idea of the taste. And I usually need to tinker a little bit. I might want to add more lemon juice. I might want to add more garlic. I might want to add more salt. Usually it's getting the salt and lemon juice right for me. Um, not it, right? Like, that's your wonderful hummus. You can even freeze it if you think you have way too much. Because this will make about three tubs worth of hummus. I'm talking about those for a few short times. I can eat, like, a tub in a day of grazing. So when I'm, when my palate's getting really worn out from cheesy, bloody sandwiches and, and brown cakes, eating, eating those hummus is like, keeps me going, right? Um, it's my brain food. So get yourself some brain food, eat your hummus on whatever you need. If you want a variation in your hummus, put a big, big fat squirt of sriracha sauce in there. That's really quite nice. It makes it a pale, salmony, pinkish color and um, adds a nice little like fiery component to it. And eat it on whenever you want. Just be doing your thing, be happy or don't be happy. Try to stay content, you know? Like try to stay a step ahead of the craziness. Sometimes you gotta just like accept that it's gonna be crazy, right? But doing things like making food for yourself, um, kinda keeps the same, doesn't it? So stay sane and I'll be talking to you soon. Thanks for listening. You are listening to the Stuck at Home Show. I'm not sure if it's Tuesday or Thursday, May or June. Time is a construct. All right, we are back. Big shout out to my gal, the sausage I myself 
can like personally attest to the usefulness of that recipe. I asked her for one like a while ago and she emailed me that very same recipe. We've made it many, many times since then. It's delightful, dude. I, I was like... When I first heard of hummus, I, w- I was super iffy on it, dude. I didn't know what it was. I wasn't really into it. It seemed kind of like some kind of hippy-dippy sort of thing. But I I eventually did try it. And, man, it is dynamite. It's delightful, dude. It can, like, spice up a carrot, a celery stick, a cracker, anything. It's, like, super great. And that that advice to squirt the sriracha sauce in there, that's dynamite, too. I can't wait to try that. We've tried, like, various things around the house to kind of kind of spice it up, but dude, it's, it's amazing, and it's not like, it's not like hummus is super pricey in the store, but the price you pay for it is not worth what you get, when it's basically just like ground up chickpeas and stuff. Also, this is important, if you go to the store, and you're looking for the tahini, and you can't find it, try where the peanut butter is. We were over at the Safeway trying to find it, and we could not find it forever. We're just like walking laps around the store, looking at like the various, you know, whatever sections, and there it was. Right next to the peanut butter, which makes sense because it's basically a nut butter too. So you got your almond, your peanut, your tahini, all these, all these things right next to each other. I, I had some of this hummus yesterday. I'm not even kidding. I'm not exaggerating. We made a batch over the weekend and I, I loved it, dude. I ate it with, with some pretzel sticks. I, I think that like pretzel sticks are good for dipping. You kind of get to like jab in there, like stab, stab, stab. Stab, stab, stab. And also, like, they're smaller. So you get kind of, you get to go back more often. If you if you have, like, you know, your normal pretzel-shaped pretzel and, and, and you scoop it out, you, you tend to get, like, a big blob. I go for, like, the smaller stab rather than the bigger blob. But at any rate, we were eating it with pretzels and it was really great. It's like a really awesome afternoon snack in that it's like, it does kind of fill you up because it's like a natural matter, like a big chunk of natural matter. But it doesn't... It doesn't, like, bloat you, but it does, it does tend to give me gas. I think that that is just a byproduct of eating all these chickpeas, but that's fine, man. Gas is like a natural part of life. Let's move forward into the Battle for Oak Park. The Izzy Robots Stuck at Home Show presents the Battle for Oak Park. All right, kids, it is me, your dude, Icy Robots, and I gotta, I gotta admit, the battle for Oak Park is slowed down a little bit. Let's, uh, let's take a look over there. As you know, this is my Pokemon Go segment where I talk about this, this ongoing battle for the Poke Gym known as Oak Park. Oak Park was my beloved swim club from back in the day that was sadly destroyed in the 2017 Tubbs fire, but it still remains as a polka gym, even to this day, and because, because I have such a heartfelt connection to it, I, I need to be in control of it, and I've been, I've been fighting it out with the evil villain from Team Red, a guy who goes by the name of Bob Newhart, which, which really saddens me, because I'm a giant fan of Bob Newhart, I love the Newhart show, I love his work as Dick Loudon, I love his, uh, earlier show from back in the day, I, I guess they're both from back in the day, but what I mean is, like, way back in the day, but this is, this has been, like, an ongoing fight between the two of us, like, I would win it, and then he would win it back, and he would win it back, and I would win it back, and back and forth, and back and forth, and it's been, like, it's been going on forever, there was one day, when the wife and I decided let's knock out every single gym along this road in Rincon Valley. The road I'm speaking about is Badger Road, which is like way, way, way behind my house, but it's a main road through the through the rural area of Rincon Valley where I live, and there's like one, two, let me count them out. There's two polka gyms at the Christian school, one at Oak Park, and then there is one at the Mormon Church way down 
And then there's like a bunch in the park, but there's two on the east side of the park that we that we like to control. And we went down and we knocked every single one of these out, like all in one run. We just like knocked them all out. Newhart was in just about every one of these gyms and we knocked them all out. And it was like, it was like really neat to see this long row of yellow gyms in my Pokemon Go app. And to be honest, I haven't seen hide nor hair of Bob Newhart since then. He has won back one of the gyms, one of the gyms to Chris and school. So when I say I haven't seen hide nor hair, I don't exactly mean that. And he's, he's, as far as I know, he's in that gym today right now. Let's take a look. This is the gym at the playground at the Santa Rosa Bible Church. And yeah, it looks like our guy Newhart is in there right now. It's a Team Red gym. There's one, two, three, four, five, five Pokemon in there. But as of right now, he hasn't crossed into Oak Park territory for quite a while. Let me see. We have Oak Park locked down with three Pokemon, and I have been in there for a combined two days, one hour, and 40 minutes. When I when I first started the war, one of the ways I decided I could uh, declare myself the victor was if I could hold down Oak Park for one day straight, and I, I guess that's already happened, so I don't know. I can't go as far as to say I think the war is off. This might be... This might be like a temporary armistice, and I am tempted to go over to the uh, the gym that he's in and knock it off. This could be a situation where he's thinking, I'll leave you alone if you leave me alone. Because let's see how long he's been in this gym over there. Right now, he's also been in it for two days. So it could be that he's thinking, well, maybe this icy robot's idiot is leaving me alone, so I'll leave him alone. Because the war was really taking a heavy toll on all my resources, all my, like... All my revives, all my potions, all that stuff that I needed to keep my Pokemons healthy. So I, I don't know. Should I continue? Should I go over there right now? As soon as I'm done recording this segment, should I go hop on my bike and go over there and knock him out of the gym? Get it started again? Or should I, should I take this time of peace, use it to recharge all my resources and then attack? And then attack again and again and again. I think that's the route I'm going to go. If he, if he doesn't want none, if he doesn't start none... I'll wait a few days, hit up a bunch of Pokestops, get all my potions back, get all my revives back, and then, then I'll attack again because I can't live. I can't live in the valley knowing that Bob Newhart's here. He drives me insane. He drives me mad. His, his existence is, his existence is like a pimple on my face that I gotta pop. I can't stand this guy. Nah, he's fine, I guess. He doesn't, he doesn't bother me as much as I let on. I do have to say that I, I think that he's a worthy adversary. And the battle for uh, Oak Park adds, like, it adds a fun layer to my life. So I'm a little sad that it's not going on because I would see that he had won and I'd get frustrated and I'd go win it. It would really, it really kept me uh, busy, tired, if not busy, because I was walking like crazy. Because I'm like, I'm a poker walker. I, I like to walk to the stops. I like to get the steps. I like to get the exercise. I do sometimes ride my bike. And there were like, there were days when I was like 15,000 steps going back and forth to that stupid place. But I hope it starts up again. But as of right now, it is an uh, armistice, I guess is the, the best way to put it. So... Yeah, honestly, there's not a ton uh, to report, so until there is, until something exciting happens in the war, this is me, Icy Robot, signing off, Battle of Oak Park. Uh, hello, Icy Robots, this is Jack Shasta from the Shasta Soda Corporation. I I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but we've decided to end our sponsorship deal with your show. We we actually had the chance to sit down and listen to your show and 
Well, to be honest, it, it was awful and it made no sense. And I, I apologize for leading you on thinking that this was going to be a long-term thing. But please quit running the ads as soon as possible and give us a call when you can. This is, this is Jack Shasta Jr. from the Shasta Soda Corporation. Drinking, my lord. You're looking over an orange soda, the Shasta, the beat of earth. You really should try it. The flavor's just right. Orange soda, just one of 14 great Shasta flavors. Oh, you're looking over an orange soda, the Shasta, the beat of earth. You're looking over an orange soda, the Shasta, the beat of earth. I will make you orange. We gotta crank it up. I don't know. I mean, does anyone really pay attention to radio anymore? We gotta keep it going. We gotta crank it up. Young Buck, I'm just trying to toughen you up. Can't let you hustle with us. You ain't struggled enough. Dumpster diving. Dumpster diving. Let's see what's inside. All right, my guys, this is me, Icy Robots, and I am back. Your dude has been doing a bit of dumpster diving again. I am the kind of guy, if I see a dumpster and it looks like there's fun stuff inside, I will, I will take a peek, man. I'm not, I'm not above finding something and bringing it home if it's cool. And I live right next to a couple different schools, and I'll tell you what, man, schools have great garbage. They... They throw away just about anything. That's how I've noticed it is at, uh, like, public enterprises, because nobody really owns anything. If something has just, like, a little wear or tear, it's going right in the garbage. Over the years, I have found so many fun things in there. I found basketballs, footballs, just you name it, dude. All kinds of stuff. So when I, when I walk by, I definitely take a peek. Recently, there hasn't been like a ton of great stuff, but that, that all changed the other day. I was walking through the middle school. This is how we get to the Pokestop for the, uh, Battle of Oak Park. This is all going to change soon. I guess, I guess the schools are open. I know that it's going to be like distance learning for the most part here in, in Santa Rosa. I don't think kids are going back to school at all, but I'm not like a thousand percent certain on that either. But I, I wonder even without the kids there, are they going to allow access to the school? Because, like, it'll be, like, school in effect. I don't know. I have no idea. I, I guess we'll wait and see. But I was I was passing through there on my way to the uh, the Pokestop. And I saw, like, I saw the dumpster was open. It's out in the back in the corner, sort of near the uh, cafeteria where they would, like, load and unload food for the, uh, for the snack bar and stuff. And I saw, like, the dumpster was open. And it was full to the top with, like, boxes of assorted chips. Like, the small snack-sized chips that you would buy when you were at school and stuff. Not the full-size ones that you get at, like, Safeway. Not the smaller ones that they have at, like, a 7-Eleven. Like, the super smaller, like, snack sizes that you would give to kids for their lunches and stuff. There were, like, cases and cases and cases of these, like, in there. And I'm like, what is up with this? So I went over... And I kind of took a look at one, I sort of pulled it up, and I saw the expiration date wasn't for, like, fully next year. Like, next year. These were, like, good chips, and I'm like, should I take one of these? I've never, like, found any sort of food stuff in the garbage. I'm absolutely, like, I look for, like I said, basketballs, footballs, tools, things like that. I've never took food, but I'm like, I'm, like, looking at these boxes, and, like, they're sealed. There's, like, tape on them. Like, these were received... And for whatever reason, they just threw them, like, right in the dumpster. And as, as I'm, like, looking at this, the, uh, 
the janitor walks by. I've talked to this guy a couple times just going through like, hey, man, how's it going, man? What's up, dude? You know, blah, blah, blah. That kind of that kind of stuff. I want to I want to stay friendly with this guy. I want him to know that I'm not like, you know, up to no good. But this time he kind of caught me in sort of up to no good. Kind of kind of almost trespassing to a degree. But I'm like, what's up with these chips, bro? And he goes, oh. They're emptying out the snack bar. They bought a bunch of stuff and they're under orders, dude. They got to just like throw it away because there's not going to be any sort of snack bar, cafeteria, any of that here. But they already got their shipment. And I go, for real? They're just going to like throw it all away. They can't like, I don't know, donate it to a food bank. Because I know that like, I know some people are hurting right now. Times are tight. Things are tough. And I wondered why they wouldn't like take these over there. And he's like, nah, they told us we got to just like throw them away. He's like, I got 10 boxes in my car right now. Plus a bunch of other stuff that they threw in there. He's like, take a couple, dude. And I said, okay. So with his permission, I just like pulled two off the top and took them as I, as I walked along on my way. And then when I got over to the Pokestop, there's, there's a bench there. And I sat down at the bench and I looked at the chips. These were like the baked varieties. You know, they want to keep them more healthy for the kids, even though, even though these things aren't like really that much more healthy, but nevertheless, they were the baked varietals. They had like sun chips, their pretzels. There's like a spicy assortment, like a taki assortment, and then there's like baked Doritos and baked Cheetos and baked spicy Cheetos. And inside of each box, there's like a ton of them. This was like, this was a pretty fun score. I've already eaten a couple and I've survived. So don't worry, your boy is safe. I put them out in the garage for like emergency snacks or whatever, if I'm really like fiending for a snack or or, or whatnot. But I, I don't know. It was fine to me. They're not even expired to like August of next year, dude. Chips last forever. So... Who knows? And then I was over at the uh, Christian school. This is where I flipped the tire and stuff. And also, the tire is by the dumpsters. Everything I do is by the dumpsters. Your boy's from the streets, man. Your boy's like a street rat, dude. I'm out there in alleys. I'm out there by the dumpster. I'm out in all these places where seedy people go because that's where the good stuff is. That's where I get all these stories for you guys, man. I'm out in the streets living a street life like I'm a Pam Greer and coffee. But I... I was looking around in the uh, in the dumpster there. It was open. It was, like, wide open. And this is another school. And they just, like, throw everything away. I'm not even kidding. They just, like, whatever. I found so many weird, fun, brand new things, like, in these dumpsters. But, like, I'm poking around there. There was, like, there was a ladder, like, a full-size ladder. But I already have a ladder. And I have, like, a leaning ladder and, like, a folding ladder. I got a ladder. But then I saw a, uh, like, a step stool. Like, a, not a step stool. Like a, um, what would you call it? Not a ladder. I guess it is like a step stool, but it's not a stool. It's like it folds out and you can like take three little steps up if you want to get something off a shelf. And I I found one of these in there and I kind of looked at it for a second and I could see that like at one point one of the steps was loose. But that's just because it was like missing a bolt to connect it on the outside. And I'm like, dude, I got a ton of bolts at home. Earlier, you heard me drop something. That was the bolt from this story. See how things pay off? That's called foreshadowing. But I... I brought this home with me, too, and I put the bolt on it, and it works great. I got it in the office right now as we speak. So when I need to, like, go up and get something off a top shelf, or if I want to get, like, one of these G.I. Joes I got on the wall over there or whatever, I can just unfold this guy, climb all the way up there. It's great. I got it in the closet. It folds up. It's neat. It's very good condition. So I I would recommend, if you're walking by a dumpster and it looks cool, man, take a peek. There's a lot of things out there and it's really important to like reuse things, recycle things. We want to lead like a zero waste life. That's the way you want to go. You want to cut down that waste as much as you can because there's just so much litter in the world, so much garbage in the world. And most of these things that are, that are like sent to recycling, they don't even get recycled. There's just too much stuff, 
not enough people. It ends up sitting and sitting and sitting, and it's just like, the whole thing is a catastrophe, dude. The world's a catastrophe. The thing that we can do to uh, help that is, like, reuse your stuff, man. Repair things. Take care of things. If you got something, take care of it. Like, keep it in good condition. Keep your things clean. Keep your things nice. Do maintenance. It's very important to uh, get as much life as you can out of something. This disposable culture we have is, like, it's not that great. Let me, uh... Let me talk about one more thing before we get out of here. I'm going to give a big shout out to the boys in blue. The real boys in blue. When I say that, I mean the USPS. Those guys down at the post office. Those guys are facing some hard times right now, too, dude. And I think that I think that we got to do whatever we can to support them because the mail is awesome. The mail is absolutely fantastic. If I want to put a package in the mail and send it to, say, my guy Preston from the Wayback Attack. Great show. Check it out. They did one about baseball the other week that was awesome. If I want to send this guy a package, all I got to do is, like, put a little postage on it. And they'll take it and drop it at his house. It's amazing. And if he wanted to send something back, it'll get to me. If I want to send something to, I don't know, Gino Vega. He lives in Napa. That's not too far. It'll be at his house in a couple days. And I don't got to take it myself. The mail's amazing. I love getting mail. I love ordering stuff. I love sending stuff. It's all awesome. But the the boys down there are facing a hard time, dude. So let's, let's pour one out for the true boys in blue, the guys at the USPS. I was... I was talking to my mailman. His name is Chris. He's a really nice guy. I saw him on the street when I was walking the dog. We stayed about seven feet apart. We both had masks on. It was all good. But I'm talking to my boy Chris, and he's telling me how they're, like, getting hours cut. They had a machine removed. All kinds of things seem to be set up to try to make this election a little more difficult. So what I found out from him is he told me, he's like, look. The boys in blue, we're dedicated. We're going to do whatever we can do to get these things out. We're going to get them out, but you got to get them in as early as you possibly can. He said, imagine that the election is in October. Think it's in October, not November, and your ballot will definitely, definitely, definitely get to where it has to go. So fill it out. Get it in the mail as soon as you can if you happen to be one of those that votes by mail. I myself, I voted by mail for I don't even know the last 20 years. I haven't been to a polling place in forever. There was one time... Maybe a couple times where I didn't get it in the mail in time. So I took it down there and dropped it off in person. That's another thing you can do. If you have your ballot, you don't have to mail it. You can go to the polling place, just drop it off. They have a box. You can put it in right there. You probably don't even got to wait in line. I've never had to wait in line. I just drop it into a box. It's super duper easy. You got to you gotta think ahead. You got to make sure that these things get in the mail early. It's very, very, very important to vote. Here in Santa Rosa... At the Veterans Building, where they do the Mojo Sales flea market, they have a box in the, in the parking lot, and it is an official ballot box. And you can put your ballots inside of there at any time, and they get picked up, I don't know if it's every day or every couple days, by the official ballot people. So you might have one of those in your town. Do some research on that. We have one at the Veterans Building. If you live in Santa Rosa, you can drop your ballot off in the Veterans Building parking lot any time you please. It's easy. But let's let's give one up to the boys in blue, the USPS. These guys are out there fighting the good fight every single day. We gotta gotta do what we can to support them. Let me um let me finish off with this. This is some show news. There was a super fantastic episode of the Gino Vega show the other day. He talked about G.I. Joe and Larry Hama and how it all falls into today's culture. And it was it was dynamite. He talked about having enthusiasm, living a good life, enjoying the things you can enjoy. It was great. The Mr. Sensational Gino Vega podcast, you can find it right here on the IC Robots radio network. But check this out. The kid, 2.0. My kid. My progeny. She's going back to school next week. And she's going to be learning from home. 
And she's advised me that her classes are going to be on Zoom and that she's in the next room over. And she's like, you can't be yelling into your microphone when I'm in class because I can hear you. So I, I don't know how this is going to affect the production schedule of the show. I know that I can get one out a week. Super easy. I don't even worry about that. But I, I'm, I'm wondering if I'm going to be able to do the two a week. We're going to have to see how this plays out. I'm going to just keep going like normal until something interferes. But we're going to have to see how this plays out. I don't want to interfere with the schooling. I don't want... I don't want people on Zoom hearing me yelling into the microphone through the wall. That's weird to me. I don't want her to fail because I'm such a dullard. So I guess that's about it, my guys. I guess that's about it. I think I'm going to I'm gonna head for the hills. I'm going to sign off. Everything's been great. We've had a really fun time together. I've enjoyed this. Have you enjoyed this? Check out that Mr. Sensational Gino Vega. Check out Carlos Peron over at GeekFest Rants. He did one about flying cars the other week that was amazing. I listened to it. I was so into it. He talked about the rules and laws and regulations of what it might be like if there were actually flying cars. It was really great. I enjoyed it like so much. Go check that out right now. And until... We meet again. This is me, Ice Robot, signing off. Do the time. Don't let the time do you. Times seem hard right now. But you gotta believe things are getting better. Birds are migrating again. Rains are back. Stuff's, stuff's getting better. Things are getting better. This has been an IC Robots radio production.